we have our light roast, which is next, and then our medium roast, which we always recommend for beginners. It's a, uh, you know, the brown colored uh, coffee. And uh, we recommend that most. That is what uh, Charlotte Gerson and the Gerson doctors recommended for their patients, but they also included light roast. Um, Charlotte is gone now, uh, she passed away. And now the people at um, uh, Gerson are also saying ultralight gold is all right uh, for people that are uh, in good enough shape to, to use it. I'll use it once in a while. If, if I've got some, something in my system that I feel I need a powerful detox, you know, I can use it. You are listening to The Dr. Haley Show, the podcast dedicated to helping you optimize your health. Each episode, there will be an interview or a message to help you discover better health. We will be featuring health radicals on the show to bring new ideas to the table, as well as doubling down on key fundamentals to support you living your best life. Your host is no other than the founder of Haley Nutrition, Dr. Michael Haley. Today, I'll be interviewing Susan Ehrlich from Pure Life Health Equipment. Susan had a toxic chemical experience that greatly affected her health. A friend recommended coffee enemas, and the rest is history. Susan is now the founder and CEO of Pure Life Health Equipment. She is the developer of most products that are available on the Pure Life Health Equipment website. Susan believes in natural healing and is an advocate of Gerson therapy. As a thank you to you, our loyal listeners, we often have coupon codes for HaleyNutrition.com, found only here on the Dr. Haley Show. Currently, Colonic, C-O-L-O-N-I-C, is the active coupon code, which will be kept live at least through October of 2021. Use it now on the HaleyNutrition.com website. Susan, thank you so much for joining me today and being on my show. Thank you for inviting me, Dr. Haley. You have a very, uh, well, a unique business, a, a business dedicated Pure Life Health products, probably the main product area being enema kits. Is that correct? Enema kits and enema coffee. And enema coffee, Yes. Um, you know, this is one of those one of those topics that I have a recent uh, significant interest in because I, I recently had my own health challenge, so to speak, kind of a blockage of sorts. And I, I went to my chiropractor. You know that I'm a chiropractor. Chiropractors go to other chiropractors. Uh, we can't adjust ourselves. And when he was palpating on my abdomen in this area, it's just, oh, I felt like I was going to explode. And he brought out this enema bucket kit and said, here, go get started and gave me some basic instructions. And uh, within a few days, I got tremendous relief and saw some very significant benefit. And probably, you know, each day as I did them progressively, not only was I getting a more thorough coffee enema, but probably also learning how to do it better and you know, have more of a full benefit, what really worked for me. So a, a tremendous help for me that, which that's why I have you on this show. I want to, you know, a lot about this. How did you get into this? Well, my first question though, to you was, did you do a water or a coffee enema? 
coffee enema. He said, oh, coffee, coffee enema. I knew very little bit about it. Um, and I'm going to ask you some questions today about that because, you know, I went home and I drink coffee in the morning. So, you know, I use the morning brew and <laughs> but we're going to get into some details and you can tell me about all the things I did wrong, too. <laughs> OK. <laughs> OK, it's a great story. Um, it's one I'm just so happy to tell others because many people they're kind of waiting to hear from those people that have actually had a healing experience or where enemas, coffee enemas saved their lives or, you know, and of course it's not just coffee enemas. It would be the combination of nutrition, uh, good nutrition and detox. So I um, actually, my story was I purchased way back, maybe 12, about 11 years ago, I had purchased um, a sofa and um, it was made of a lot of chemicals. They had it wrapped in, uh, in plastic. <laughs> and when they delivered it, it was very hot. The sun had activated the chemicals in it. Mm. So it outgassed. So when I sat on it in my living room, I was just filled with um, chemical gases. And I breathed them in and I could feel that go into my system. And so it went into my liver, it went into my nervous system, and um, it wreaked havoc. Mm. And I was pretty much laying in bed with peripheral neuralgia from the toxins for probably a couple of months, basically unable to move. <laughs> I couldn't move a finger. I was, it was just everywhere. So um, a friend of mine said, um, you know, have you tried coffee enemas? And I said, uh, no, but I trusted my friend. And I, I knew she knew a lot. And she goes, you got to read Gerson Therapy. And so I got the book. I read it, saw all the case histories. And I said, you know, that's enough for me. There's nothing else out there that is going to uh, help me, you know. So I uh, tried it and went on Gerson Therapy, uh, very gung-ho, very disciplined in doing it exactly the way that they said and within a week, I was feeling maybe 30% better. And in two weeks, I was 100% better. No, no chemicals, no, you know, neurotoxins. And uh, I was free of pain and suffering. And that was after two weeks. Then I continued because I was so excited. And I <laughs> went on for four weeks doing one coffee enema a day. And I was... It was as if all the cells in my body had been regenerated or rejuvenated. And uh, I felt like I had the body of a 15-year-old. You know, it took years off of my system. And that was the combination of juicing, drinking lots of juices, following the program, and, you know, a coffee enema every day. It's a beautiful thing because, you know, these things all work together to change your body's chemistry, which really is your nutrition. You know, people think that nutrition is just what they eat, but breathing these toxic chemicals in from that couch and these plastics altered your chemistry, which is really altering your plasma nutrition, uh, changing it from nutritious things to toxic chemicals. Right Now you're seeking ways to change that nutrition back to something normal through detoxification and 
flooding in the healthy nutrients from juicing, one of the things that you mentioned. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. And, and this is a perfect place to tell people that the things we're talking about today, there's really a, not science to say this is a, a cure or a treatment for any disease, any condition that you might have. There's a lot of common sense to it. There's a lot of common sense that says, you know, good things in, you know, your body works better. Garbage in, garbage out is, uh, you know, used to be used in computer, but also for the body. You know, as we put garbage in, we, our bodies operate like garbage. As we consume good things, they are supported and able to function better, more like they're supposed to. And in the same way, if we can get the garbage out and detoxify, of course, things are going to be better. Is the science there? Does this cure cancer? You know, funny thing. That's a, one of those words, cure. Well, in order to be proven as a cure, something has to be scientifically proven. We don't know what the cures to cancer are. That doesn't mean they're not there. They're just not, nothing's proven to cure cancer. So as we talk about these things, let's make that absolutely clear. These are concepts, things that people have done they feel good about it. And for some reason, they feel like they should continue either doing these or using them at, at certain points in their life. I think I talked to Patrick Vickers with uh, Baja Gerson Therapy in Mexico on my episode number two. And I believe he said to this day, he does a coffee enema every day. So, and, and I can relate, you know, it's one of those things where it just something about it really feels beneficial. Yeah, and I think, um, I mean, the proof really is in kind of the testimonies and the case histories from the Gerson Institute or other people, you know, we have our customers too, but, uh, or my own testimony, the, the, I mean, no, there's not a lot of quote science out there, but there sure is a lot of transformation. There sure is a lot of success that people are having with their health. So, hmm, something must be working, you know. Let's get to the why. Let's, and in other words. But there are a couple, I didn't mean to interrupt. There are case, there are uh, medical documentations from the 1800s done by medical doctors. And they are recorded in some medical journals. They're, now it's not quote, maybe the science that they were writing about, but my patients got better when I did the coffee enemas. And they have done colonoscopies. I think uh, they will and where they can see what happens in the colon uh, to, but there, there are a few medical journals that uh, talk very positively about coffee enema results. And, and just in case anyone's listening to this and not fully sure what a coffee enema is. Okay. What's a coffee enema? Yeah. Um, a coffee enema is a very, now these are my opinions and I'm not a doctor here, but you know, I, I've been 10 years in this business and we've also worked with uh, Gerson doctors a little bit and uh, we're very pro Gerson therapy or there's many different, there's gaps, there's different therapies out there. Um, Dr. Vickers and um, many medical doctors are actually now, you know, um, offering or telling their, their patients about coffee enemas. Coffee enema 
is administered through a vessel, like an enema kit. You make coffee uh, with a certain recipe, pour it in the, the uh, enema container, and you deliver that coffee to the rectum, which will uh, end up in the portal, going through the portal vein of the liver and uh, entering the liver and opening the bile ducts of the liver, which are holding uh, toxins that have maybe been there for your entire life. So uh, there's really, in my opinion, nothing much that will open those bile ducts up like a coffee enema. Yeah. And in a coffee enema, how much coffee are we typically talking about volume-wise? The average size bucket is uh, will hold um, two cups. Look, basically, you're doing a quart of a coffee enema. And um, some people can't take in a full quart at once, so they will put in a half a quart into their, into their rectum, and they will hold that 15 minutes and um, let that go throughout your system. It also can clean your brain and your blood and, and lots of things in the process. And then uh, after 15 minutes, you'll go to the toilet and expel the coffee enema, go to the bathroom and the toilet. Okay. All right. Great. And um, yeah, I think, um, I think the buckets that I've seen hold anywhere from 48 ounces to a half gallon, but that doesn't mean you fill them up all the way. And it's nice to have a little uh, space at the top for carrying them around and, and transporting from kitchen or, you know, to wherever you're going to you do this. Yeah. Everybody is different. So we, we can't say yes, put the, you know, the whole uh, bucket of coffee in the whole quart, you know, all at once, you know, cause everybody's different. But if you can do a quart all at once without stretching your colon out and feeling any pain, that's good. And I think that's where, you know, I mentioned that as I repeated it daily for a, a number of days, I was more thorough after, you know, as each day went, because, you know, at first it is starting out small, you're unsure, you don't know what to do, and you definitely um, empty and, and, and feel more empty than ever before, you know, yeah. especially as you get practiced and you're able to relax and possibly use more coffee. What temperature should the coffee be? It should be body temperature. Okay. So, which might be a feel a little warm, but you're not using hot coffee. You're not putting in cold coffee. No, not cold. Um, not hot. You don't want your body to spasm. That's for sure. And, um, yeah, lukewarm. Okay. And is there a special kind of coffee? I know in, in the morning, I like to drink a dark roast. Is dark roast okay? Your coffee enema is a dark roast? No, well, I drink I drink dark roast. And, oh, and drink, yeah. Now, drinking coffee, interesting to say, but I did read somewhere, and I think this was with uh, Gerson possibly, drinking coffee can actually start closing the bile ducts in your liver. I don't know if, uh, if you're on a coffee enema program, you want to necessarily drink it. It's a very different, you know, uh, thing, drinking from taking a coffee enema. And, uh, you know, drinking coffee goes into your esophagus and things. And it's kind of not recommended to do when you're on a coffee enema. I mean, I love coffee too. <laughs> <But> <laughs> only maybe a little bit. Um, 
I wanted to get back. So after my ordeal and my, my healing of my uh, system, my blood, everything, I then realized that there really wasn't any decent enema kits out there. Mm. They were made out of plastic vinyl bags, um, you know, latex red rubber bags with a very thin neck that you can't clean inside, which is not good. And latex will break down. There were some buckets from China that were over here, but I thought, you know, we need a, we need non-toxic enema products as mm -hmm. well. We're detoxing. Let's make sure that the products we're using are not going to introduce more toxins into the body because it could, you know? So, um, I did my research and then um, decided that USA stainless steel was the cleanest stainless steel to use for enema buckets. And ours is uh, tested in a laboratory for uh, any kind of contaminants. So we started developing USA made stainless steel enema buckets. And um, then our enema coffee, we got together with uh, the Gerson doctors back then when Gerson, uh, Charlotte Gerson was still alive. And we started formulating and, and finding out what would be the best coffee to be going into your liver and uh, making sure it was very, very clean coffee. That's important. And so that was the beginning of Pure Life Enema. Okay. And I do have some questions uh, uh, about that, the coffee. And when you said very clean, uh, you're mm -hmm. talking about how it's grown, I assume. I assume you're talking about how the coffee is grown. A lot of things. A lot of things go into uh, providing clean coffee. Coffee, basically, we buy a very high specialty grade coffee, which is in a class of its own. So it's more expensive. Um, it will not have mold and fungus on it. It is transported in a way where no moisture will get into it. Um, we've certified it by two agencies, not just one to make sure there's no organic. So there's no chemicals in it. So it's a double check. And then we're uh, also uh, sending it to laboratories for testing. So yeah, that's what I mean by clean. Yeah. Oh, and the way we roast it. You're right. I, <laughs> yeah, we do not um, fire and drum roast our coffee. And we use a special uh, roaster, which will uh, use air. It's a fluid bed of air that will basically pop the skin off the bean rather than cook it. Because cooking a bean can burn it. And when you have burnt beans, you can get uh, possibly carcinogens in your beans that way. So we don't use that process uh, fire we use air so it sounds a lot different than what i would purchase at the grocery store yeah going to the grocery store you really you don't have people that are really concerned about toxins probably so much or or anything else for that matter they think oh for taste you know we're gonna you know make it good tasting they might make pretty bags and you know, and, and it's maybe certified organic by one agency, but this is for cleaning the liver. And uh, it's really, they wouldn't take the care that we would in, in buying a specialty grade bean, um, which is monitored through the whole transportation route from the grower all the way to the consumer. Now, have you found that, you know, when trying and tr to find the best 
coffee to use for the enema early on? Uh, was a light roast, medium roast, dark roast? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, pure life now, what we always have, we've made three potency levels and three different coffees. The lighter the roast, the stronger and more powerful the detox will be. So our lightest, most powerful is our ultralight gold roast. It's a gold color, almost uh, not quite as gold as this, but close. It's, you know, it's golden. And um, that's not for everybody. Some people, they don't need that much detoxing power or their bodies are maybe a little frail and weak and shouldn't use it because it can, uh, all co enema coffees or coffee enemas can uh, disturb the minerals and electrolytes a little bit. The stronger the coffee, the more the minerals might be imbalanced. So you have to take more minerals, maybe do a little more juicing uh, to get your nutrients. So that's the strongest. Then we have our light roast, which is next. And then our medium roast, which we always recommend for beginners. It's a, uh, you know, the brown colored uh, coffee. And uh, we recommend that most. That is what uh, Charlotte Gerson and the Gerson doctors recommended for their patients. But they also included light roast. Um, Charlotte is gone now. Uh, she passed away. And now the people at Gerson um, are also saying ultralight gold is all right uh, for people that are uh, in good enough shape to, to use it. I'll use it once in a while. If, if I've got some, something in my system that I feel I need a powerful detox, you know, I can use it. You got my curiosity. I can't wait to get the light and the ultralight and try them in that order. <laughs> You can mix them together if you want to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then how strong should it be when you make it? Uh, use about the same amount of coffee as if you were making it to drink? Are you making it the same way? Yes. Well, uh, the way the way I, we would make it for an enema is in a pot on the stove. Yes, a non-aluminum pot. Yeah. Okay. Do you want the recipe or? Well, what, I, what I'm wondering, yes. Um, in fact, if, if we can put it in a document and um, what I'll do is I'll attach it, a, a link to it so that people can actually download a recipe. Sure. Yeah. It comes from Pearson. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. It's the way it's been made for a long, long time. Yeah. I was just wondering if we're using about the same amount of coffee as we would if we were making it to drink or is it a more of a light brew? Uh, I mean, not light. Uh, no, it's cooked differently to get all the, uh, the caffeine and the palmitic acid out of the bean or the ground roast, because we offer both uh, coffee beans. The people feel it's maybe fresher, um, but we're not drinking it, so it doesn't really matter. But anyway, or it's already pre-ground. So, but you want to get that that the most caffeine and palmitic acid out of the coffee when you're cooking it, because that's what you need to open up those bile ducts. Okay. You know, and I, I was did some research and I, I saw this on YouTube. I, I forget if it was you or someone else that I saw do this. But a lot of times when we make coffee, there's in the bottom of the pan or the pot or however you're making it is almost like a coffee soot. The the fine grinds. What are you doing with that? Are you putting that into the enema or are you just pouring off the top and getting rinsing that away, throwing that away? Yeah, actually, some of the silt is is good for you. It's a personal preference. Some people, you know, may think, oh, no, I don't want that, you know, uh, gee, 
but actually a little bit of the fine, very fine sediment is okay if you get that in your, your enema, coffee enema, and into your body. You don't want a lot, but if there's a little bit. So if you don't want it, you know, well, first of all, you should always strain your enema coffee as you're pouring it into your enema bucket. We have a special strainer for that. And that will catch most of the sediment. But because it's so fine, so fine, it will get in there. <laughs> it will get in there a little bit. And so that's fine. You don't want a lot because it could clog up your your nozzle maybe or your colon tube. So. Okay. And when we talk about a little bit more about the different options in the uh, enema buckets, in fact, I'll bring it up right now. Um, I, I have one that I like a whole lot. It's uh, It's got the bottom spigot on it, which I had ordered from your website. Yeah. Do you have the glass one? Is it glass that you buy? Yes. Yeah, that's my favorite. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I love it. And, you know, we leave it hanging up because, it does, you know, because the spigot's on the bottom. It's not a flat bottom, of course. But one of the things I like about it is I'm one of those guys who, you know, I never run out of toothpaste when I do. There's always more. You can always get one more brushing out of the toothpaste tube and stuff. I hate to waste things. I'm, I, I get the rest of all of everything. And when the spigot is on the side towards the bottom, it's all, it reminds me of when I played football. And, you know, as the big Gatorade cooler got down toward the bottom, you get two people to kind of tilt it for you as you try to get some water out of it, because there's still some in there, <laughs> but it's just harder to get out. Mm -hmm. Whereas the bottom spigot, it all comes out. But the downside to it is it can't sit on a flat surface. You can't sit it on a flat surface. But so it hangs up nicely. It while, you're hanging, while it's hanging up, right? Yes. With the clamp closed. Yes. And if you have too much of this sediment, I have clogged it. Oh, it did clog it. You got yes, some sediment in there? Not until the very end anyway. Um, so it's not like it clogged towards the, you know, but as it got down toward the bottom, the, the sediment collected towards the, the spigot on the bottom. That is when it clogged. So I realized, okay. And I, I did that probably shortly after seeing the video where whoever it was said, yeah, I know it's okay to put that in there. And that was the first time that I, and I, now I realize, okay, so maybe a little of the sediment is okay. And it probably would not have clogged if I didn't put all of the sediment in. <laughs> it would not have clogged if you had not put all the sediment in. Right. Oh, right. Yeah. And we, you know, use a strainer. I mean, that straining the coffee is important. You don't, you know, uh, that will catch just about all of it. So it shouldn't clog with a strainer when you're straining it. And I, you know, I noticed on your website, you have a lot of options from the, you know, stainless steel and the glass with the spigot on the side, the glass with the spigot on the bottom. I don't recall if there was a bottom spigot stainless steel. What was the question? I don't, I don't recall if there was a stainless steel with the spigot on oh, the bottom. No, no, we don't have that. <laughs> but not... Not that I would necessarily want that. Um, stainless steel is nice because it's clean. My first one, the one that was given to me by the chiropractor was a plastic bucket. Oh. The benefit to the plastic was you could see through it like the glass. Yeah. Um, you, you can see it and know how much coffee there is left, whereas the stainless steel, you can't see through it. It's no. not a big deal because you're not trying to take in coffee by what you see left in it. <laughs> it's not a competition. 
Well, you have to listen to your body too. I mean, even though you can't see the solution, as you're allowing it to flow in, allowing the, the solution to flow in, you, you know, for me, if I start feeling a little full, I'll put the clamp on and stop and wait till things settle down. I'll open it up and I'll put in as much, I'll know, I'll put in as much as my body feels comfortable with, or as I can without discomfort. And I know that in the beginning, if I've filled my bucket, you know, to, or maybe I could fill it halfway, a two quart bucket, fill it up just halfway, do that, and then refill, you know, the rest of it, um, which would be the, um, uh, the other half of a quart. And uh, that's one way to do it so that you know what's going into your body. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the one that I had ordered from your website, uh, I don't know, a month or so ago, it was the glass. It was the two quart, which is larger. Not that you have to do two quarts, but, you know, it, it gives you options. And yeah, and plastic's okay. I mean, to start, we don't really, we don't advocate plastic. Plastic is plastic. No matter what kind of plastic, um, there's different grades, but, eh, you know, it's still a plastic. It still can degrade, you know, and you don't, it breaks down, you know, and so it's not something you'd want to use. You'd want to replace it after so many uses. And um, it's uh, maybe a great way to start and practice. You know, we, we, we ask people, well, if you're going to start with glass, I mean, if you love glass, but you've never done a coffee enema, start with the plastic first and, you know, get good at it. And then, you know, buy the glass. Because, of course, glass you have to handle very carefully, you know. Yeah, yeah. Mine's been in good shape. but Nothing's happened to it yet. But, yeah, I learned with the plastic. And, you know, little things that you'll learn along the way, like, you know, don't trip over the tube. <laughs> don't do what? Don't trip over the tube. Yeah, when it's when it's when when your bucket's full of coffee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You do have to be very coordinated. Yep. <laughs> I haven't done anything over yet, you know, but <laughs> I think we also have a silicon enema bag that's see-through. So that's another option. It's not as easy to clean as a glass one would be or stainless steel silicon enema bags. But they're great for traveling. You know, if you want to use it for traveling and it is see-through with a bottom spigot. Uh, now, Susan, I think you would agree with me. Coffee enemas aren't for everybody. Are there some contraindications? Yes, there are. And um, um, I mean, I have a few here, but um, yes, there are some people that should not do coffee enemas. Those with, um, if you have a, like ulcerative colitis, that might be one of them. Yeah, and we don't tell people, yeah, do a coffee enema. Um, always should go see a naturopath, you know, somebody who knows your medical state and uh, get their thumbs up first would be the best idea. Uh, you could even go to a medical doctor. Those medical doctors that do uh, are supportive of, of coffee enemas. There are uh, a growing number out there now. So getting the go-ahead from uh, an MD or naturopath is, I believe, the best thing. Yeah, sounds great. Yeah, uh, why not, right? I mean, for me, I didn't go. I just, you know, read the Gerson uh, 
case histories that uh, people doing them since the 1940s. And I thought, well, they look safe for everybody. And I think that's probably fine. And I did it too. Yeah, I would just I would imagine there's probably certain things that, you know, for instance, pregnancy. OK, that might be a indication. Um, so, you know, if you have any questions or concerns, I would definitely run it by a healthcare professional and say, hey, is, is yeah. this a contraindication to do so it? It's a little book. And uh, this one that we carried will have the contraindications. We have, oh, a few Gerson books also you know, available, which goes into that detail. I mean, I suggest anybody that's going to start a program for me, it's to uh, get to know Gerson therapy, you know? I, I agree with you. It's, uh, you know, having interviewed Dr. Vickers, who's uh, spent time with, was it Charlotte Gerson? I think you mentioned her name earlier. Yeah. That's who he had learned from um, after reading uh, Dr. Gerson's work. And, you know, he, what he shared with me, um, absolutely loved it. So it makes sense. And I know that he yeah. got, I know that Dr. Gerson got amazing results. And now we're seeing people like Dr. Vickers who are continuing his work, right. getting similar great results. Yeah, it's a beautiful way and a natural way to get well. You know, our little motto is, isn't it time to get back to nature, you know, and find those things that are natural and in nature, you know, that are healing, that, right. you know, are not haven't been touched by man or, you know, uh, you know, they're in its purest state, you know, and, um, you know, this, I'm just amazed all the time at how connected we are with nature and uh, our bodies. And like you said, our chemistry, you know, and, you know, whether it's eating a piece of ginger, if you are feeling nauseous, you know, and, oh, wow, that works, you know. Or a coffee enema, get rid of your headache, you know, and <laughs> there's a lot of things, you know, that coffee enemas do. I mean, even uh, uh, recently a customer had neck pain. She couldn't move her neck for two or three weeks. And uh, she did go to chiropractors, which helped, but she still had it. And she got a diagnosis of osteoarthritis and you know, and it started radiating down to her shoulders and she was in a lot of pain. And it turned out when she cut all the toxins out of her uh, diet, all the chemicals and did a coffee enema and started taking care of herself property, her neck pain all went away and she could move and turn her neck and it was chemically related. They get into your, uh, it can get into your joints, into your muscles, uh, your brain everywhere, you know, causing pain. And people are like, gee, I wonder what's causing it. You know, we live in a very toxic environment now. And, and um, I'm just so grateful for the coffee plant. <laughs> you know, I'm just so Me too. For the coffee plant. You know? But no, I noticed there's some other things on your website too. Uh, other enema solutions, including wheatgrass. Mm -hmm. what what why or what are some of the other options and why might someone consider those and is that usually recommended by the naturopath well yeah um wheatgrass is recommended by the hippocrates institute it isn't so much supported by gerson therapy i did personally uh use wheatgrass in order to introduce nutrition directly into my bloodstream like a you know a lot of vitamins and mineral and uh 
Yeah, I felt uh, very energized after that. So it's good for nutrition. It's a detoxifier of the liver as well, but not like coffee. It's it's a mild detoxifier. And it's uh, good for soothing the colon a little bit. Um, but people will go turn to wheatgrass. Uh, some people will turn to wheatgrass if they cannot do coffee enemas. They maybe get too mm. jittery on coffee enemas, although coffee enemas usually don't do that. There's just a few people out there that, you know, I can't take the coffee enemas. So they'll do a wheatgrass enema. Enema, doing an enema using coffee is not the same as drinking it. You're not going to get the jitters. It doesn't go through the same channel. You know, it's going up. It's not going uh, through your, you know, upper body here. And so it's a very different. It's usually a calming effect. Our medium roast is, to me, I love it because it's just very calming. You know, it's just very calming. And it can relieve depression and anxieties you know and which sometimes are often caused by toxins yeah yeah uh well you know we talked a little bit about the coffee itself we talked a little bit about the bucket and then uh you know we mentioned there's a spigot and on that spigot is attached a rubber tube we didn't talk about that but the rubber tube you briefly mentioned that there was a, a stopper of some kind so that you can control the flow mm -hmm. and then there are like nozzle options on the end that you would actually insert into the anus. Yes. Uh-huh. Everybody is built differently. Right. What what are some of the options and some of the some of the differences and that someone might consider? Yes, there's uh nozzles that are made of different materials. Um, we have nozzles that are silicon. Silicon is the highest quality of uh rubber, you know, or material that you can use for your hosing or for your nozzles or your colon tubes, which is a long, long tube. And uh, so with the nozzle, we have a straight nozzle. It's like a pipe, maybe three and a half inches long, made out of silicon. And it's soft and it's flexible, a little flexible. Uh, it's a nice, gentle insertion. And that one can be boiled and re-sterilized in water for a few seconds, the same as our silicon hose for re-sterilization. You can't do that with other tubes or nozzles. They'll melt. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, ours is, uh, our silicon is medical grade, and it will not uh, be affected by high heat, chemicals, anything. So it's the, it's the best tubing. So the nozzles, we have a straight pipe nozzle. I'll talk about shapes for a straight pipe. And then we have a tapered nozzle. It's a tapered shape. And then for people who have trouble holding the, the coffee enema in, uh, due for anatomical reasons, or, uh, you know, sometimes the coffee can kind of stimulate things a little bit. You're like, oh, <laughs> oops, wait, I can't hold it in. We try to hold it in 15 minutes. <laughs> and the uh, retention nozzle, it's shaped kind of like a bulb on the end, and it helps plug the opening of the rectums to help hold that coffee enema in from coming out too soon. Okay. Because, yeah, it, different things can happen when you're trying to hold the, the coffee in uh, or when coffee goes into the I, Forgive me. What did you call it? Tapered? Or what was what was the word? Bulb. Oh, you, you mentioned the word bulb. Okay. Enema retention nozzle. Yeah, it's enema not shaped nozzle. very differently. 
a little larger so that, and it goes in very softly because it's made out of silicone, but it will help plug the opening of the uh, rectum, you know, so that uh, coffee can't leak out. Instead of being the same size where it just oh, slides in, slides out. That makes I don't sense. mean to be graphic, but no, you know. no, no, no. We're 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 grown ups here. This is a, this is good. Yeah. We, this, we're we're talking about the things that people would want to know. So right. Um let's not be shy about it. Um and and we'll take it a step further. Um, is there a particular lubrication that you would use for inserting? Oh, I think the um a water based okay, a water based uh, lubricant like uh Oh, uh, oh, I can't think of the name right now. Surgy Lube, it's water-based, so it's non-toxic. But you can also use um, maybe aloe vera gel. You could use uh, coconut oil. Yes, but you definitely want to lubricate your nozzle because the anal tissues are very delicate. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't want uh, any kind of uh, tears or anything to happen, and which, you know, they shouldn't anyway. But right. Uh, we also have a colon tube and that also is inserted instead of the little rectal nozzles and it can go up a little further in the colon and it's it's narrower like a pencil and um that's an option as well okay all right great and you know for for me uh being relatively new uh you know coconut oil seemed to work quite well yeah it's the most natural yeah and i have of course access to Lots of aloe vera, but I still chose coconut oil as the easier option. <laughs> so yeah, aloe vera. I love aloe vera. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Me too, for sure. What else might be important? Is there any do's and don'ts that we haven't talked about? Hmm. Yeah, I would say the bucket height should be no more than 16 inches. So uh, you're going to place it no more than 16 inches above your rectum, when you're laying down, no more than 16 inches. You don't want the flow too strong. It's going to be too hard for your body to adapt to it, you know, let the flow in. You want it to be a slow to medium flow. You don't want a fast flow, you know. It's just, you know, some people, I'm in a hurry, I'm going to work. I, you know, you want it to uh, go in at a nice medium flow. So when you're setting it lower that will slow the flow a little bit that's important i think we covered a lot make sure that that you juice you know you can't exclude nutrition right when detoxing or you'll end up wiping your system out uh you it'd be better off you don't even do coffee enemas if you're not right. going to be drinking uh fresh organic squeeze juices hopefully if you can't get organic okay, you know, get conventional grown, but, you know, you need uh, three eight ounce glasses for every coffee enema that you do. And, um, and also a, a good diet full of nutrition. So otherwise, you might get tired if you're not doing it, the, you'll just maybe in a week, oh, I feel tired from doing coffee enema. And you're not supposed to feel tired, you're supposed to have more uh, energy. How will you feel after a coffee enema? Usually great, you know, unless you have a lot of toxins, a lot of medicines. Maybe you've been on chemo. Maybe you, you know, just have, or, you know, very toxic person. It might be a week of coffee enemas before you start feeling good because it's, you know, 
careful what you read. I mean, you're going to read a lot of different things from people selling things. Oh, this is the only kind of enema coffee you should buy. These are people that are into making sales. Well, I'm into trying, I'm into making people healthy and feel better and happy. And uh, we, you know, really, uh, we know that there's not just one type of coffee you should be using. You know, you find the one that's right for you. Uh, you can try the different ones. But medium is the one that um, Charlotte Gerson and Max Gerson had used since the 1940s. And we always recommend that one first for beginners. But you can, you know, work your way up if you want. If the medium roast is working really well for you, you know, and you feel great, and you're, there's no need to go up a step to light roast or ultra relay. Just stay what, what makes you feel good. Yeah, well, and from my own experience in doing coffee enemas, there's times where it seemed to be very, very effective and times where not much happened. That is times when, you know, as the coffee was going in, not too fast, slow, letting it work in there and stuff, you know, I could feel and hear a lot of activity, a lot of things happening. And then there's times when not so much, um, but I've always preferred and felt better the more activity that I heard and felt during the coffee enema. So yeah. for that reason, I, I want to try the light and then the gold. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I use all three depending on how I'm feeling. I can, I can take all three of them. Uh, but sometimes if I feel my nutrition hasn't been so great, I won't do the ultralight because I need something milder. But you bring up an interesting point. One thing is people think that coffee enemas are for cleaning out the colon and for all that poop and constipation relief, you know, no, it's, it, it will do that, but it's not supposed to be used for just that, you know, it's really, you use it when you know that your liver, you know, is, is toxic or your gallbladder and your blood and, you know, you've got toxins in your system. It's really for that. If all you want to do is relieve constipation, do a water enema, you know, which brings me to the point of before doing a coffee enema, before doing a coffee enema, many people will do a water enema first to clear out whatever's in that lower colon. Then they'll do the coffee enema because it's clear, you know, it's cleared out. So the coffee will, you know, uh, have a better chance of reaching it, will, will reach its destination easier. And, uh, you know, like you said, you like to hear things being activated in there, you know, <laughs> I know, but <laughs> you also want to be able to hold that coffee enema in for 15 minutes. So with that activation, if you haven't cleared out your little lower colon, you might have a harder time holding it in. Okay. And is there a, is there a magic time frame? Is 15 minutes, the magic time frame is law. Is there any additional benefit to 20 minutes? Uh, you can hold it in for 20 minutes. It's not going to hurt, but 15 is, it would do the job just fine. Uh, if you can only hold it for 10 minutes, then that's all you can hold it for. And it's better than not doing it. Yeah. Well, I, I'll, I'll be a little transparent here um, without you drawing too much of a mental image. Got this nice big tub. <laughs> I get comfortable. I've got my cell phone there. I start working and, you know, a lot of time can go by. <laughs> and a, lot get, of time, a lot of time can go by and you start answering emails and taking phone calls. And before you realize it, it's like, whoa, I've been here for a half hour. Did I do something wrong? <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's happened. You're on the cell phone while you're doing the coffee enema? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I've got a multitask, okay? <laughs> oh, but what was your question then? It was... Can you overdo it time frame, time-wise? Oh, you're saying you might go over the time because you got busy doing... I have found fun. myself... And check the time. I have a little timer going by, and 15 minutes is kind of my, you know, where, where I'm, what I'm looking for. Hung up the phone and looked, and it was, you know, just crossing over the 30 minute mark. I said, "Oh my goodness!" Uh, oh, really? Yes. Oh, well, I wouldn't. Again, I'm not a, I'm not a doctor. I don't know what I would say. I don't know what to say about that. I haven't really had that question. I've had like maybe going 20 minutes, but 30 minutes. I don't think it's going to hurt anything, but I felt great. I'm not sure, so I'm not going to really answer that. Um, <laughs> hurt, but yeah. I felt great. So, you know, but oh, it, it felt better. Oh, well, I felt great whether it was yeah. 15, 20 or 30, yeah. but yeah, it could All very right. well be. And I have to study up on that question. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Or I, I don't know if there is anything to study. It might be just one of those, uh, you know, oh, try it and see. Right. How many you found I, something that worked for you? I, yeah, who knows? You often have to go by how you feel, you know? Mm -hmm. This worked. Yeah, I didn't feel like I did anything wrong, but I also don't know, okay, well, at that point, are you absorbing too much caffeine? Or I don't know. I felt great. I wasn't jittery or anything. And, you know, we talked about that earlier. You absorb some of it, but not like when you drink it. So, mm -hmm. well, Susan, where is your website? What's the name of it? The website's name is pure life enema so that's spelled p-u-r-e pure life uh l-i-f-e enema at uh excuse me pure life enema uh, dot okay and i am going to have a link to it whether if you're watching this on video it'll be below if you're listening on itunes there will be a link there uh to the website if you're on my blog uh, listening to it there will be, be a link to your website yeah, we're, we're really trying to reach out to people. And I, I really appreciate that you reached out to us so that we can uh, reach out better to others. You know, we, uh, we have a few videos made, but um, I, I think that this video that you've done is, is great. I mean, I think it's very informative for people so they can make the right decision for their their personal needs. You know, these days I feel everybody should have a coffee and a kit in their medicine cabinet, just like they would a bottle of aspirin. That's, you know. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, when, when the chiropractor brought me a kit and said, here, take this home and, you know, use it today. Oh, right. That changed my life. That was one of those, wow, tremendous um, help. And, you know, whether it was unblocking me or detoxifying my liver, Maybe both. I don't know, but I know I needed it. Working again. If you don't have that toxic load, things start functioning and they can start working. Your body's a great machine and, you know, you give it the right stuff and it will start functioning real great. I remember one lady, uh, one of my very first customers and she came, she would come to get coffee and she showed up with a lot of acne on her face. I mean, you know, she was maybe in her thirties and, um, but she started doing the coffee enemas and I hadn't seen her for a year and she came to uh, pick up some coffee and I actually didn't even recognize her. It was, her face was so clear and her skin so beautiful. And, wow. um, you know, it was from coffee enemas. It does all kinds of things. There's just like a long list, you know, 
of things that it will it can help with. So no, that's beautiful. And yes, I did seek you out. Um, I actually did a lot of shopping around on the internet and I came across a lot of different websites. And you know, some you could tell were more there for the business aspect of it. Um, yours yeah. was clearly there for the helping people aspect. We answer our phones, you know, we want to talk to people and, and help them. Right. And I love the fact that you had coffee as well, your own branded coffee, which told me, okay, uh, these people are truly all in and, you know, this is well thought out. And I could just tell that you had an experience that brought you to this business, which you had told me about yeah. earlier. So well, we were one of the very first pioneers, you know. We were the first company in America to make American-made enema products, but also the coffee, we were uh, one of the pioneers. There was one or two others uh, out there, um, or one other in this country. And um, we, yeah, we uh, wanted to be like America's uh, uh, favorite coffee enema shop, you know. <laughs> but we, uh, we wanted to provide information and we have a good reputation. We sell our coffee to medical doctors, naturopaths, chiropractors, um, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, we haven't had a complaint yet. So, <laughs> yeah, well, that's a beautiful thing. I can't wait to uh, go coffee shopping. I didn't know there was such a big difference. So I thank you oh, for that explanation. You haven't tried our coffee. You haven't tried our coffee yet? Well, you know, oddly, I have, but it was the medium roast, not the other roast. And, okay. Oh boy. Do I even tell you this? Okay. <laughs> it's different, different levels of, uh, it's not, you're not going to have a huge difference, you know? But. No, someone had ordered it from you for our business years ago and it was in the freezer, possibly three or four, maybe even more years. Oh, that's a long time. But I thought, well, it's in the freezer. I'm going to practically boil it to death. So should be okay. Didn't have any problems. But okay. I'm sh I'm sure it wasn't, you know, the same as fresh order just in. So mm -hmm. yeah, we yes, it is. Yeah, um, it, it, it will stay good for up to a year. <laughs> That's I mean, sure, it's maybe good after that. But we just tell people toss it after you know, after a year, I was desperate. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, we use a, a very high specialty grade bean and in the business it's, the it's in a class of itself known for, um, it's purity without mold, fungus, and uh, other chemicals. And also it's Arabica. It's not robusta. I mean, you might find cheaper, coffee out there but they're using probably a lower grade bean so you know that's yeah. something you know people are becoming very very sensitive to toxins these days you know right yeah and it's it's funny i found your website first doing my research and then realized it was actually the same coffee that i had found in the freezer at the office oh okay so okay i get it and i and i connected the dots but i had oh. already used it and i thought oh my goodness susan you have an aloe vera story to tell me about Yes, I have a great aloe vera story. There was a period in my life where I had, whew, I had such irritable bowel syndrome or it was inflammation of the colon and the esophagus. 
don't know how I got it. And maybe I was uh, having uh, a gluten allergy. Don't know. But my diet obviously wasn't good. So um, I couldn't eat anything. I lost the ability to have anything without causing extreme uh, inflammation and burning throughout my whole system. So uh, I had read about aloe vera and aloe vera juice. And I thought, you know, let, it helps soothe the colon and heal the colon. And so I uh, got myself some and started drinking it. Uh, the gel, I think, is what I, I did. And just blood, blood, blood. And, uh, oh, it worked. It helped soothe my colon, uh, reduce the inflammation. And, and uh, it was a part of healing my stomach and colon somehow. Uh, that's beautiful. And I think that's the main reason why people do drink it is for things like acid reflux, heartburn, uh, irritable bowel syndrome, inflammatory bowels. Some people drink it for their immune system to, you know, help fight cancers and other things like that. And some people drink it to lower their blood sugar levels, but you, the most common reason why people. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah. No, I didn't study up on it a lot, but I, I knew it worked. Yeah. Well, I, I'm glad you chose to drink it. You know, people often ask me, can you use aloe vera in an enema? And, you know, my answer is <laughs> put it in your mouth and let it go through your whole system because uh -huh. it kind of does soothe and, and stimulate the immune system, have so many more benefits. And it's kind of expensive to, uh, you know, just oh, put it in yeah. so you can flush out. Uh, so get the full benefit. It's not a uh, not intended for enemas. But anyway. Yeah, I'm not familiar with it uh, being used as an enema either. I guess there will always be a, somebody that will be the first one. In the <laughs> well, I can't tell you how I many times I might not be. Yeah, it might not be uh, beneficial. It, it's it's been asked to me so many times, and you know, I also think you know it's it's not cooked, it's raw, and you know, it's there's all kinds of reasons why you would put it in through your mouth and swallow it and let it go through the whole system. Right. Yeah, I would. I would agree with you. I would say drink it. Yeah. So anyway, so glad to connect with you and, and, you know, see the person oh, behind nice. the business. Very nice to connect with you. Um, you're doing such good work for people and, you know, helping bring a lot of happiness uh, to people. So. Oh, thank you. And I know you're doing the same. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Susan, thank you so much for joining me today. Okay. Talk to you later. Thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the show. I want to give you that reminder on the HaleyNutrition.com website. You can use the coupon code Colonic, C-O-L-O-N-I-C, to get 10% off of your order at HaleyNutrition.com. Now through, well, the rest of October 2021, if we have to extend it a little bit, I might do that. I don't know. You can try if it's after October 2021. Probably won't go too much more. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode today on the Dr. Haley Show. Make sure to hit subscribe on whichever platform you are listening to this. If this episode made you think of someone, go ahead, take a screenshot, and share this exact episode with them. You can catch the show notes for this episode on www.drhaley.com. If you want to geek out with Dr. Michael Haley on other radical health topics, be sure to check out his YouTube channel where he posts exclusive video content. All the details are at www.drhaley.com and we can't wait to hang out with you on the next episode.